0: What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast, where we give you our two cents on all things PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, and I'm joined here by the one, the only, the free guy himself. Free guy? The free like guy. Like the movie? No. Oh, okay. Stephen Thomas Monroe. Hello. If you're a fan of the show, you can catch us live each and every Friday night or whenever we decide to do it at 9.30 <laughs> Eastern Time. If you can't catch the show live. Feel free to catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Of course, be sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, comment, all the things. Get us out there. If you want to show us a huge level of love, head on over to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate. We can donate as little as a dollar to help us give you the best PlayStation podcast we can. This show is brought to you by Pepsi Plus, home of Pepsi Nitro. It's actually really good. Nitro. Uh, we're now both addicted. Nitro. It's it's become a problem. Nitro. It looks like beer, and it drinks like milk. <laughs> Nitro. So hello everyone. Uh, we're here together in person in the same room for the. <laughs> you got a little, what? A bit of a stash. I know. <laughs> it actually it blends in with your lip pretty well when you do that. Well, yeah, because my mustache. Even. Oh, okay, all right. Well oh, was a nice, well-groomed look Thank for you. you. Your Pepsi stash. What Pepsi stash? Your Nitro stash. Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I apologize to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, how, how have you been? Busy. 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 busy yeah a lot going on work baby living living does take a lot (laughs) it is frustrating a lot god doing that i've been going back to the gym i've been doing that is that why your arms are sore that's why my entire body is sore my friend yes oh my god the entire upper half is in pain and has been so like when the kiddo's like uh, up, and I'm like, oh. There's like Yeah I'm nervous oh, so It's big. like if, if Lion King were difficult You're just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God damn it My bone hurts <laughs> Well as long as you don't Drop them off the mountain Off of Pride, Pride Rock Why would I even have him near one Because you're doing the whole Some thing. Thing. I wouldn't have him near a rock I mean it could You gotta do the symbol ritual. Why? Because you gotta recreate the thing. That wasn't in the parenting handbook I was sent with. Well, you got the wrong parenting handbook. Or the right one, depending on who you ask. Steven, we got a lot of news. There is a a shit ton, actually. A lot has happened this last week, coming off the heels of a rather light week from last week. Uh, We've got a lot. We've got updates on Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Square Enix sounds like they're a bunch of dicks Disney's dropping two new free-to-play games one of which we already knew about but we have confirmation as to where it's coming and a lot of PlayStation Plus all new PlayStation Plus information coming to light let's kick things off Steven where do you want to start let's start a lot let's just get third-party stuff out of the way all right Final Fantasy 16 development in its final stages final stages This is odd. There's a lot behind this Because it wasn't that long ago we heard that the game's development had to be pushed a little bit because of them having to work remotely due to COVID-19. Japan's very much still under a lot of mandates. A lot of people are still social distancing. They're handling a lot differently than how we are in the West. Mm -hmm. Um, So we knew the game was going to be affected by the development there. But now, all of a sudden, it's in final stages. Well, I'm curious what that actually means. (laughs) (laughs) Because final stages could be Months, yeah, this could also be a year, especially uh, with Final Fantasy. That is very true. There was an interview with uh, I think the director uh, for Final Fantasy 16. I've got it pulled here. Thank you. So, this comes from um, producer Naoki Yoshida has declared work on PlayStation 5 title is nearing its latter phases. This is coming from Richard Walker over at PlayStation Trophies. Um, this uh was a tweet, uh, by Yoshida and the chat spotted by Twitter which underscore ff14 and translated by PGC. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. It seems that that development of Final Fantasy 16 What'd you, what'd you just do? Oh no! Oh, well, that's fine. We'll just keep rolling. Okay. Um, since in 2020, it seems that development of Final Fantasy 16 has ticked along at a fair pace, with certain elements already said to be complete shortly after initial reveal. Um, then, final touches were apparently being applied to Final Fantasy 16 October 21. But in December, complications arising from the COVID 19 pandemic meant staff having to step up work, uh, set up work at home, putting the next big reveal on hold until spring 2022. Now you see the claim that the game is entering its final stages. More information will be coming pretty soon. Spring 2022. So, we're in the super midst. soon. We're in the midst. There should be, hopefully, an extended gameplay reveal, mm-hmm. which is what would actually get me excited, actually seeing. A game. I, I don't think we'll get too much of an actual extended gameplay reveal. Uh, so we have one or two options here. We get a state of play or yeah. a showcase or whatever you want to call it, focusing solely on Final Fantasy 16, because we do know this game at first will be a PlayStation console exclusive, eventually Isn't it developed on the ground up or from the ground up for PS5? I cannot confirm or deny. Or uh, but I also know it much like a lot of the games during the original PS five reveal it had that asterisk in the first run of it also coming to PC. Mm. Um, so much like Demon's Souls was touted that way, but then in later edits of the video, it was scrapped. So the game will come origi- will come eventually to PC for sure, much like Final Fantasy VII did, much like Kingdom Hearts did. Um, but yeah, so we'll either get a state of play along those lines, or, 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 mm-hmm. we don't get something in Spring and PlayStation does somewhat of a showcase in the summer, and now that E3 is no longer happening at all, PlayStation might actually jump back in and get something revealed during that window. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts. Okay. What, do you think this is a, a 2023 yeah. game? Or yeah. do you think that's too soon? No, 2023 I think is fair. So we're looking at late 2023. I don't it's think called. we'll get it in 2022. I don't think we'll get it spring of next year. Okay. All right. That's fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Either way, I'm interested to see more, because Final Fantasy's been going in some interesting directions lately. Uh, I feel like I've been digging the recent... Like, with, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, for example, Final Fantasy 15. there's kind of a little bit more of, like, a, an edginess to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that direction. They're definitely trying to appeal to the Western audience more so. Um, openly said it when they kind of did a little interview, I believe on the PlayStation blog, not long after the reveal of 16, uh, gameplay, I mean, we're looking at just atmosphere, uh, gameplay, presentation, attractive so. men wearing cool jackets. I don't know if I'd say that's just a Western thing. Well, that's that's the, that's just what I'm interested in when it comes to Final Fantasy. Okay, then. Well, <laughs> hide your jackets. Next up, Sonic creator Yuji Naka has beef with Square Enix. So, Eugenaka um this is this is <laughs> so interesting does anyone remember how do you say Balan Wonderworld <laughs> this god awful shit fest of a game uh the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog his most recent abomination is Balan Wonderworld and this game reviewed awfully because the game was awful uh it's a platformer but it, it It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's full of all these weird glitches and game mechanics that are just kind of garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, that happened, and everyone kind of turned it into a meme, and then a month later they forgot about it. Um, But Yuji Naka is now coming out and saying basically that it's not his fault that the game was garbage. He is in a lawsuit to remove his name from the credits as director because, according to him, Uh, Square Enix does not care about games or gamers. Yeah, so we'll go through and kind of give a (laughs) brief translation. This comes from DGC. Um, Okay, according to official documents, Naka said the decision to remove him from the project was based on two disputes. His relationship with Azrest is said to have broken down because it submitted the final build of the game without fixing a number of known bugs. The other point of contention was when a YouTuber was going to play the piano and publish the score of an in-game song for promotional purposes rather than using the original score. Um, Game creators are – this is a quote from him. uh, Game creators are supposed to improve their games until the very end, and I believe that that is wrong to prevent them from carrying out this goal. I asked my lawyer to negotiate with our business partners to at least allow me to address issues on Balan Wonderlo- Wonderworld's development until the very end, but they ignored my request, so I ultimately decided to file a lawsuit in court. It's because of this that Balan Wonderworld received all the criticisms and comments you'll, you all know well. It's quite unfortunate that I that I, proct- I had spearheaded from the beginning what turned out this way. Personally, I believe it is a true disgrace that Balan Wonderworld was released in the state that it was in. I wanted to show the world an action game in its proper light. Therefore, I believe Square Enix and Arzest are companies that care about neither games nor fans. So there's a lot to unpack with this, right? Um, Belong Wonder World was released in the same vein, kind of helped the 3D Sonic games, (laughs) which historically, at least as of late, have not been fantastic. Um, So there is that. So it's kind of hard for me, as someone who is a Sonic fan, to take this as a publisher issue, not a development issue. Now, granted, could the game been have been less buggy if he was able to address these issues like he stated? Sure. Would the game have reached the light uh, or the peak he seems to be alluding to? I have doubts. Because of the... I mean, I can't... Re- it hasn't been a good Sonic 3D game, in my eyes, since Sonic Heroes on the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. After that, it kind of goes downhill. Had a bit of a, a peak with Sonic Generations. And, uh, yeah, that one was alright. Yeah, and then, since uh, then... Eh. I, uh, <laughs> I don't... No disrespect to Yuji Naka... Um, but I, he reminds me a lot of the, the creator of Mega Man, uh, and like the whole fiasco that happened with Mighty Number no. 9, um, mm-hmm. uh, where you have this, this legendary game creator who gave us a, an iconic game, an iconic character, um, an iconic franchise, really. And I, I just feel like they haven't translated into modern game design, um, that well and it it seems like they just don't have a handle on game design like they used to which is a shame um but i I still think that the concerns that he brings up are valid concerns he brings up uh, issues with scheduling uh it sounds like a lot of publisher pressure uh with deadlines and things like that and a lack of communication and involvement with the development team Uh, if he's supposed to be kind of the creative lead for a game and he's not able to you know, have that direct communication and, and, and feedback with this team, then yeah, that, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, like, uh, with pretty much every major game that I can think of, like, and I don't think Valor and Wonderworld is in this echelon of games or whatever, <laughs> but, um, here, Steven. but like usually there's, there's like a, a, a creative head, um, kind of at the top who is leading the team and keeping everyone focused and giving honest feedback and, 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 and things like that. I think of people like like Neil Druckmann, for example. Um, and if, if you lose that, if you lose that direction, if you lose the pilot, then the plane is probably going to crash. And it crashed in Wonder World. <laughs> this, this whole thing. <laughs> I do think it's kind of interesting, though. I'm curious how the lawsuit is going to pan out. Um, I'm curious if this has any impact on the future of Sonic um, as well. Uh, I wonder if he was involved on any, like, even consulting level for um, the new Sonic. game. I can't remember the name of the Sonic point. Frontier. Yeah, the open world one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, is he going to be involved with that at all? Uh, I don't know, because it sounds like he is basically done with games. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't... I think he's given the credit as creator of Sonic a lot, but I think that's because he hasn't developed anything. I mean, so the last major Sonic release was Sonic um, Sonic Mania. And a lot of the kudos of that game goes to Christian Whitehead, who helped with the mobile ports of uh, the Sonic games on iOS and Android. Um, he helped kind of lay out and upscale... Sonic Levels, uh, the newest Sonic Origins collection coming out, he had a hand in that, um, so he's kind of heralded as the person Sonic should be handled by. Granted, I don't think he's having a he has a hand in Sonic Frontier, he's very much stuck with the 2D Sonic games, um, but I don't believe Yuki Nak- uh, Yuji Naka is on development for Sonic Frontier. I don't think he's been on Even on like Sonic. a consultation level? maybe. If not, if it is, it's very, it's not worth talking about too much, I don't believe. Interesting. Um, I wonder if he's kind of just upset because he's not as involved I in think, general. Let's see. I'll, I'll do some research here and Um. Hmm. It's just, it's interesting though because like, he, uh, left, he left Sega in 2006. Oh, so he hasn't been involved so he's in quite like, a while. Damn. Trying to get back in, and then we got Wonder World, mm-hmm. steaming pile of shit. Well, uh, <laughs> moving right along, <laughs> I'm excited about this. We've got ourselves a Disney double whammy. Disney double whammy. Like so, Diamond Dome. It's, it's, it's got, got like Dale like, Diamond Dome. Three of my favorite things. Okay, we've got free Disney and alliteration with Disney and double. It's three of my favorite things. So Disney has announced two different games that are both going to be free to play, and they both seem like my kind of thing. That's right. So the first being the uh, Disney Speedstorm. This was yeah. actually announced during the Nintendo Switch. There was a direct in um, two thousand in February twenty twenty two. So not that long ago. Yeah, it was revealed there. We, we just, just didn't know that it was coming to PlayStation. We knew it was coming to consoles and PC, but no clear direction on what consoles it was coming to. Uh, we now have confirmation coming from Gamatsu that it will be available on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Still free to play. And that's a Disney-themed cart racing game that's totally free to play. Uh, it's got some Monsters Incorporated in there, some Mickey Mouse, uh, Mulan. How you went the Monsters, Inc. before Mickey Mouse? Because you you don't want to be like... Solly, just like, yeah, but like, I feel like when you think Disney, you think Mickey Mouse first. uh, I think James P. Sullivan. (laughs) There are two iconic Sollys in the video game world, and one of them is blue with purple polka dots. I'd say he's iconic in the video game, (laughs) but all right, I'll give you that. Next up is Disney Dreamlight Valley, launching on PS4 and PS5 in 2022. Uh, You can catch a whole article here on the PlayStation blog. Um, I'll give it a brief little run through here. I'm excited about it. I'm hella excited. For this. So this is being developed by GameLock Montreal. are extremely excited to unveil Disney Dreamlight Valley, our upcoming life sim adventure game, headed to early access on PS4 and PS5 this summer, ahead of our free-to-play launch in 2023. Um, there's an announcement trailer there. Uh, set in the world of Dreamlight Valley, players will embark on an enchanting quest to restore the once idyllic village, now desolate and full of thorns. Um, very much themes of what is in Sleeping Beauty. Well, he so like the there's this thing, it's called the the, the forgetting. Um, it's like a curse, basically, where people lose their memories and you have to restore them. It's basically nostalgia bait, but that's fine. That's what Disney is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's giving me like the Sims uh, and Free Realms vibes. Do you remember Free Realms? Yeah, I remember. Free Realms, Free Realms I loved Free Realms. <laughs> that's really hard to say fast. Free Realms um why did you i like that because it's hard to say free realms it's, it doesn't free realms i love oh, those no. games stop say it with me Three realms. Free, free, realms. free realms free realms free realms free realms free realms there you go so you got it uh speech impediments fixed here. Right I love here. free realms i like those kind of like simple mindless kind of childish online games i think they're fun Um And this game looks great. You can, so you customize your character, you can build your little house, fill it with all kinds of Disney things. It's like PlayStation Home for Babies. And (laughs) Ursula is in the game. Okay. Is that a selling point? Yeah. That's a selling point. She's in quite a few things. Yeah, but Ursula in this is great. Anyways, and the number one thing is it's going to be free to play. So I think this is interesting because. it sounds like Disney is really getting into video games in a kind of new way. They, so in the past we had stuff like Disney infinity and, um, we had obviously like the movie tie in stuff with things like Tron and toy story three in the PS three era. Um, but now it seems like they're really jumping into online stuff, um, persistent worlds, Mm -hmm. uh, things with like games as service type stuff. Um, and the fact that they're doing two seemingly big uh, live service online games that are free to play in the same year, mm-hmm. both of these are launching this year, uh, I think that's a big deal. And uh, this, uh, what is it, Dreamlight? What is it, Dreamlight Valley? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. You didn't even pay attention. I, I, I just read it. Ursula. The Ursula one. Um, She's probably going to be in the car racer too. I'm just excited. Can you imagine Ursula with her tentacles? She doesn't even need a car. She just... She should be in a car. And she she just, like, snaps her fingers and everyone loses their legs. She steals their voice. It becomes Splatoon. Yeah. Probably a better game. Mm. I don't know. I didn't really get too into Splatoon. I like the style, but I don't like the game. so good. But, anyways... Uh, it seems like they're kind of jumping into like a metaverse-style thing with mm. this game in particular, and I'm excited for that. Um, and it's kind of like what I wanted Hogwarts Legacy to be because Hogwarts Legacy, like as far as the gameplay and the world, it's amazing, but it's missing the online component. And with this Disney game, it has that. So it's like... I okay. think it's very much kind of kind to play. So we know Disney, again, it's aimed primarily usually at kids. They know that free to play games has been the biggest thing for kids um, in a lot of spaces lately, especially mobile uh, games like Fortnite, Rocket League, um, call, I mean, even Call of Duty Wars. And while I'm not aimed at kids, you have a lot of kids playing it. Um, that, that's where the money is. So, knowing that they can put out a game that just celebrates Disney on two different fronts. At no cost, and you just pay for cosmetics here and there, maybe a battle pass of some sort. Right, that's that's where the money is, and you know what they're doing. I, I don't, I won't say a metaverse of things. I think Disney is just looking for games that they know makes sense with what they have. Simulation sim games for Disney, perfect, awesome. A cart raiser for some for the brand with the most iconic yeah. like line of characters of all time, done deal. The only thing you're missing is a brawl game like Super Smash Brothers where Mickey Mouse can kick the shit out of Goofy. Well, they've got Kingdom Hearts for that. But he's not (laughs) kicking the shit out of Goofy in that one. He could be. He could be, but he's not. He could be. But he's not. (laughs) Just Goofy running around. oil. Yeah, see? (laughs) Just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. sounds like you need a nitro, my friend. I do need a nitro. I'm getting a little parched watching you drink the fucking nitro. Nitro! But it it also seems like they're targeting two different demographics with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to gender it, but I guess, like, traditionally speaking, you've got the Kart Racer, which is the high-octane racing game for the boys. And then, you know, the kind of girly, let's customize shit, build a house Mm -hmm. and stuff, um, and, like, plant a garden. Wally helps you plant the garden. It was adorable. I love the trailer. Uh, But that one's, like, more, like, girly. But uh, kind of catering to two different play styles, and demographics, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited. Free. Free, free, free. Yeah, I'll play that cart racer game. I'll give it a shot. I'm gonna play the the fucking I ain't got time for Sims. I'm gonna play all of it. I got no time who for am Sims. I am gonna play all of it. I ain't got time for Sims. You got time for Sims. I ain't got time, for, time for Sims. Disney Metaverse. Bullshit. Steven. I got bad news. I I won't say bad It is... We are in the... Fourth month of the year. It's spring. On the cusp of summer. The cusp. And PlayStation drops... Have been few and far between. Yep. We've seen less drops in retailers. We're still getting a lot of online-only exclusive bundles. With this, the latest MPD sales report came out. Xbox... Taking the charge over PlayStation with Nintendo Switch to let number one. Yep. This is the second month. This has happened. Or second quarter, rather, this has happened in a row. Over on Push Square there's an article where you can read and it talks about a Microsoft Big Wig. Uh, let me grab the name here. That's his official title. Microsoft Big Sock Wig. So let's see. The plaque on his desk just says Big no, 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 no Microsoft employee Satya Nadella explained that the company's newest console has taken share globally for two quarters in a row and was a market leader this quarter among next-gen consoles in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Western Europe. Uh, Xbox Series X and S have outsold the PS5, not the Nintendo Switch, in select countries in the past two quarters in a row. Uh, he goes on a long series of tweets, going that, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Microsoft no longer reports hardware sales numbers, so it's unlikely we'll ever find out how many more consoles actually sold, according to Push Square. Um, uh, let's see. However, with we've had Tempol. I mean, we've had some big exclusives like Grants Turismo and Horizon Forbidden West dropping in the same quarter. Mm-hmm. So seeing that that lack, even with those strong titles coming out, it's not pushing sales. Steven, it's not looking good. Not good. Uh, like I said, we're not seeing a whole lot we're not seeing as many console drops for PlayStation 5 as we are with Xbox. The semiconductor issue to chip shortage is still out there. It's still affecting everyone. Why can't PlayStation get consoles out? Um, I so honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um I I wonder if maybe they're Are still more available, like that Microsoft just has more available because um, PlayStation has sold more in the past. So maybe there's just more available from Microsoft that they are like trickling out at a faster rate now. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but it's definitely. There's a production issue because the demand is there. Mm-hmm. I know, like almost everyone that I know that doesn't have a PS5 wants a PS5, and they can't get it. They're still doing the thing where you get invited to the online thing, and you have to wait in the online queue, and then you get a chance at it, and then they end up not getting it. So they're still doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as as far as whether or not this is bad news, I actually think, um, well, I mean, first of all, it's just news. Uh, We can paint it however the fuck we want. Um, But but it's just news. But um, I think that despite having stuff like Gran Turismo and Horizon, um, it's interesting because I still think that we have yet to see PlayStation firing on all cylinders for this generation. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is it seems like they're building up to something. Um, And... I think that they are, they're building their brand and they're trying to get into like this zeitgeist kind of feeling. Um, And to me, it feels very much like um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Uh, the way that PlayStation is going about building their brands and and showing off their characters and things like that. The reason why I say that is all of the movie deals, the show, the TV show deals, using their like flagship IP, um, we still have a lot of games that are on the horizon, no pun intended. Um, probably the biggest right now that we know of is God of War. Mm -hmm. Ragnarok, which is still allegedly coming out this year, so fall this year. Uh, But we also have um, like the not officially announced sequel to Ghost of Tsushima. There's a a Ghost of Tsushima movie that's in development uh, with uh, a horror writer and the director of John Wick. Like, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We have The Last of Us show. And it, it, all of these shows and stuff seem to be coupled with video game releases. And they're kind of tapping into um, audiences that may or may not be familiar with the games. But it's kind of building this whole just big personality. Uh, and to me, it seems very similar to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's something that I don't necessarily think that Microsoft has Right now, I think Microsoft has a lot of focus um, and mind share when it comes to gamers because of things like Game Pass and because of their um, very pro-consumer messaging. Um, But I think, ultimately, PlayStation is going to be leading the charge. Once they start firing a lot of cylinders with all this stuff, I think PlayStation is going to be betting on their characters and Mm. their brand Specifically, their loyalty, brand loyalty, and their personality. Because uh, I think that when it comes to that, uh, once they do all these reveals with all these shows and all of these games and everything, I think it's just going to kind of explode. Um, and maybe they're even holding back production stuff for when those things are ready. Or holding back so that things are ready for holiday. Because they're going to have to be ready for holiday. And God of War is releasing them the holiday too. Mm-hmm. Because we can't have another holiday where nobody's able to get the PS Five, and I think that they're aware of that. But I don't know. I think are, that's how I feel about all of that. I find it. I, I won't. I won't compare them to the MCU. Um, I think what we're seeing is there's been a handful of games that have been talked about lately, and speculation and strong rumors that these games will be next gen or current gen now only. It won't be on PS4. Um, I don't know how that'll work on Xbox, because with, that, with Xbox's messaging, I don't see how they can lock something strictly to the Xbox Series X or S, unless it's just like a firmware thing, or the game just, sorry, it's too powerful, it'll melt in Xbox One, we just can't do it. Um, I don't think we're at that level of power yet. What also um, goes against their messaging? Well, time. that's what I was saying. Like That would be weird. I'd I be surprised if we got a game that's solely on Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S. Uh, given, I mean, the Xbox Series S is comparable to an Xbox One with certain caveats here and there. Um, so I find it odd if we we see that, but I think that could be a reason we haven't seen PlayStation uh, firing all cylinders like you said. is because they haven't done what people are expecting or what people don't want them to do by like, hey, this game is exclusively... We're not seeing more games exclusively and only on PlayStation 5. Sure, yeah, PS5 sales were down in the midst of Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West Sorry and Great Treatment 7 launching. But those games also still launched on PS4. Yeah. There's no there was no motivation outside of just to have a PlayStation 5 to buy the games. We still have very few titles. Demon Souls, Ratchet and Clank. Probably the biggest two games that push you to have a PlayStation 5 well, and BAFTA award winning best game, Returnal Returnal, yeah Like it's, outside of those three titles, you're okay to wait for a PlayStation 5 right now because right. everything is still available, God of War, Ragnarok still coming to PS4 Yeah. so it's that's, I think that's hurting them um, so I think we'll see um, it's interesting though that that's not hurting Microsoft so, And that's another thing. So with Microsoft, we have to think about Microsoft right now has you advantage a Game Pass. It exists. It's easy. It's consumer-friendly, and it's super easy to set up. We're also talking, we're rolling sales numbers of both the Xbox Series X and S together. The S has been far more available than the Series X. And it's easy. cheaper. It's cheaper. It's easier yeah. to manufacture. I'm sure there's less parts going in. There's not a damn disk drive. So that's there. That is some those are some asterisks that are in that number there and that has to be accounted for um but all the same even still the series x is still dropping more than the ps5 yeah um i think right now xbox is they've also been able to take advantage of the current environment with COVID. i'm um, sure we're coming off the heels that the pandemic isn't as strong as it was the last two years but it's still easier with people working from home looking for this accessibility less of having to navigate, they can buy an Xbox, subscribe to Game Pass, they're set. They get all their exclusives day one on that thing by paying 15 bucks a month, and they get a bunch of third-party games they can just jump right into. So it's, with PlayStation, you do that until this new model for PlayStation Plus rolls out, and even then, oh, so <laughs> right it, it, even <laughs> then, it's still like you got to go out and buy, you are still got to yeah. purchase and download. It's not as accessible or it's not as consumer-friendly as Game Pass is. Uh, so. well, and I, I think you bring up a good point as well with bringing up the access mm-hmm. uh, where I think that's where Xbox is succeeding now is I don't think people are buying Xboxes for the exclusives I think they're buying Xbox because it's the most accessible way to play a bunch of games and right now if you want that on PlayStation you basically have the PS4 mm-hmm. um, and that's And even then, you could easily say it for the exclusives just as a get-go, because so many people are afraid they won't be able to play a Call of Duty game on PlayStation. You've got so many people who want to play Starfield. And honestly, I think the general public doesn't give a fuck, because I think the general public doesn't know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but so we still have those people, and you and I know from working at GameStop, how many people walked out and said, we're just walking with this bold assumption of what they saw. Oh, Xbox did this thing, no one can touch this thing, PlayStation did the thing. And it's like, that's not... Yeah, and we also saw like on the internet when PlayStation bought bungie people are like playstation owns halo now like it's like no, no. like stop that, that's the perception you get so like just by that name and that yeah. that tagline that header you get that so i'm sure a lot of people not necessarily out of fear but like oh i have to have an xbox otherwise i may not be able to play these games anymore so yeah we're not seeing exclusives now but people are panic buying for later yeah it's like the pe- point. it's like early adopters for playstation 5 Sure, there's no real reason to buy a PlayStation Five at day one because there's no real PlayStation Five game. But you don't want to be the guy a year later who can't find one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I was. So a- as, as far as I'm concerned, concerned, there was always a system seller, and that was AstroBot. Mm-hmm. Following up on PlayStation, variable res- refresh refresh rates. Talking For sure that's a thing. Variable recess. <laughs> variable refresh rates dropped this week. On PlayStation Five, there's a PlayStation blog post talking about what it does. So essentially, what this does, <laughs> it's only compatible on HD my 2.1 enabled televisions. And what it does is, so you have less screen tearing and it's more fluid game, fluid gameplay. Um, the PlayStation Five can consistently keep flow with what refresh rate, going from 40 to 60 hertz. Um, so you don't see less lag, f- better presentation. It's only out for a small handful of games, games like um, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank, and then I think three other titles. So not a huge deal, but it's good to know that it's now there. This is something that was on Xbox already, and people were asking when it was coming through. Get out of here, Hufflehug. Hey, Huffle. Get out. Leave. Hold on a second. I need to. I need to ask Huffle. couple. Did you see the new Disney game that was announced? That's oh, free to play. Son of a bitch. Ursula is in this game. It, you can have a little house. You can decorate it with, with Disney things. You should check it out. I think it's called Dreamlight Valley. But anyways. I am, I'm out of Nitro. I'll send you the trailer. I'm out of, Nitro. I'm out of Nitro. It's a crisis. We'll have to Nitro Double hug, this. Bring me Nitro. <laughs> that is your task. But You're definitely check purpose. out the trailer for that because I think it looks great and I love it and Ursula's in it and bring, Wally. And bring me Nitro. But anyways. Next, VRR. um, I, I don't really know a lot about VR, but a lot of people who have fancy TVs care about it. On so. the techie stuff, it, it's fun, it's good for games late in the future. As you upgrade your television, upgrade your tech, it's more smooth gameplay. See, I, uh, I like that more pretty experience, smoother, prettier. I just don't have a TV that can do it. <laughs> PlayStation Plus games <laughs> announced for May. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Uh, a little bit, well, it's it's interesting because it's not. <laughs> no, hold on. Bear with me. Uh, so we know that... It's um, Pepsi Nitro. What the fuck are you talking about? You it's demon? Pepsi Nitro. It looks yeah, like uncultured beer. swine. Oh, she must she have missed the beer. No, fine. no, no. Oh, so she fine. didn't watch the show. It's Pepsi okay. Nitro. Cool. It, it looks like beer, drinks like milk. I need it. it but it's Pepsi. I need it. We might. The as well show sponsored is sponsored by it. by it. Hold on, do I need to fucking change this? Sponsored. sense is a Pepsi podcast. Yes, we covered it last week. Why don't you watch the show? Kick her out. Wait, did, kick her. We're just going to... No, kick her, Steven. We, we did see the thing about advertisements and games. We talked about it last week. We did. Yeah. But kick her out of the chat. I'm not going to kick her out. Why? Huffle is VIP. The hell she is? She's dissing on my Pepsi Nitro. Dude, that's fine. Not everybody has to love Pepsi Nitro. Fuck you. That's how I feel about it. Anyways, this. PlayStation Plus games. We got some FIFA, and I can't remember the others. Tribes of Midgard. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, I'm excited. I actually want to like yeah, try that out. It's, it's like Diablo, but co-op. And Vikings. Diablo's already co-op.
1: <laughs> Vikings.
0: That's what the fuck is wrong with you. It's been a day. You're, and then there's another price. one that looks kind of Viking-esque, and that one's like... Curse of, the Dead Gods. Yeah, and that one's really challenging and has a very difficult uh, platinum. So if you're a trophy whore, maybe don't. But the Tribes of Midgard, it's an easier platinum, but it's very time-consuming, but you can play it co-op. Steven, this is the last PlayStation Plus free games we have before the launch before of the all-new PlayStation. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what it's going to be like in June. Mm-hmm. Um... It's interesting. That's why I thought this was interesting because it's not that interesting. Uh, because these games don't really speak to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, this is the last normal PlayStation Plus release that we're ever gonna mm-hmm. have ever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, presumably we don't know what it's gonna look like really. So no ideas. Uh, very insider information here. Very curious what things are gonna trading. look like. I don't know what this means. I'm a mod bitch? What does I'm a mod bitch mean? Like, mod nation racers? <laughs> or are you, like, a mom and you didn't type... Oh, right? I... Okay. Yeah. She's gotta be saying I'm a mom. And then calling me a bitch. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, moderator! Jesus Yeah, we can't kick out the moderator. She has the power. You have to put it in her contract. She must drink at least one Pepsi Nitro a day and then feed it to her dog. The Pepsi Nitro actually is really good. I recommend it. it. Um, But anyways, at least I love you, Huffle. We don't... (laughs) Alex doesn't matter. (laughs) Fuck you in the (laughs) (laughs) He's flipping me off off camera. You talk shit about Ursula. She's in everything, Disney. She's not in everything, Disney. She's literally on the Disney Villains box. Yeah? She is in everything. Fucking tentacle (laughs) having... I wish you could see how he was just moving. Welcome back. Uh, Uh We've got a shit ton of PlayStation Plus news. Break it down, Stephen. Let's do it. we got a lot. Speaking of PlayStation Plus games lot, coming in, in May, we got some massive, massive stuff. Let's just kick it off. Time game trials are now a requirement for some PlayStation developers. So, one of the big things with the PlayStation Premium Bonus, uh, if you subscribe to it, you get two hours worth of gameplay to trial any new games. PlayStation's kind of broken it down, or at least we've seen speculation as to how it's working. So, two-hour game trials are mandatory for games priced $34 or more. That's uh, wholesale. Yeah. So, not the retail price, the wholesale price. Mm-hmm. So, that does make a difference. We're waiting on specific confirmation, um, but that's the information that we have right now. Mm-hmm. We can see uh, traditional game demos could be released as an exception on a case by case basis. So, as we will always get a, a time trial and some thank you. Um, and is. It's a time trial, so in some cases some people have been complaining, like, why can't I just get a demo? Why do I have to have a two-hour trial? Maybe. Um, I mean, I like the idea of a trial. I I like the idea of a trial, too, but I also am a fan of the demo. I I like having a taste. I don't want the opener of the game as, like, I like the old-school feel. I think that's always worked for me more. Trials have never really appealed to me. The thing about the trial is basically we saw this kind of um, tested, I think, in I think it was Europe did like a trial of this where it, it was Death Stranding and like two other games where you could download the full game and you basically had a trial. I think they were doing six hours though. Yeah, and we see uh, it now like random weekends and free play weekends. Like, hey, yeah. play this game this weekend for uh, a certain amount of time. But they were doing sort of like a test run and um, it was basically you just download the full game. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. play it until the timer runs out and then once the timer runs out, you if you do buy the game your save file just continues right where you left off. And I like that. We kind of saw that with the Final Fantasy, the Strangers of Paradise game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that weird-ass, really weird game. Uh, People love it, though. I guess. It sold well. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think this is kind of cool. There's some controversy over this, though, because um, not only the, the trial versus demo thing but also um developer compensation, like having it as a requirement, but then having it tied to a paid tier for um the PlayStation Plus premium tier. Yeah, the, the premium tier. And then there's the question of if somebody does a trial, should the developers get a cut? Or is this considered a service that PlayStation is offering and not the developers? It sounds like a lot of this is happening in the back end, like automatically and that there's going to be, like, minimal developer work required. Um, But I don't know. I can't speak from a developer perspective personally. But, um, and even then, this is all speculation. We don't know. Well, Sony, uh, if there are mandates, because there's also been talk of it, maybe this being something that's, enforced more so on PlayStation Studios type games, yeah. or if they're yeah. working something out with third-party developers. So we don't know if there's like a specific mandate and what that mandate looks like as to how it should be handled. Uh, we do know it does not apply to VR games, which is good because VR games are usually on a smaller scale, usually short, and not everyone has a fucking VR headset. So it's hard to say hey, we need to have this trial, and it's like well, my market share is like a tenth of the people subscribing to this. So, why? <laughs> yeah. So... We'll see, it. we'll see how it all rolls out from there um, and how that goes. Next thing we have is Sony confirms the ability to uh, extend active PlayStation Plus subscriptions blocked until premium launch in June. Um, this, so essentially what's happening is we've seen a lot of people stack PlayStation Now memberships and PlayStation Plus memberships on an annual basis. Why? Because when this new subscription rolls out, if you have PlayStation Now, you're grandfathered into this new tier, and it was actually cheaper to do it this way. And it was being advertised all over deals, websites like IGN deals, Oreo 64, cheap-ass Gamer. Everyone was talking about it. That was the best way to do this. Uh, to save yourself the money, especially if you know you're going to do the premium. Now, obviously, PlayStation doesn't like losing money. No one does. And they're like, well, how do we do this? So they're blocking the ability to purchase these subscriptions or these PlayStation now and stacking them until the premium service launches in June. So this isn't a permanent thing. It's just until they get the new service done. I think it also could be just—it's kind of hard to manage and say, okay, well, who's going to get what? That algorithm, the breakdown, is going to get overwhelmed with how many people taking advantage of that, and it could cause some serious hiccup for people either get shorted time or they get time over uh, or exposed time. This is just a way to kind of stream, like, hey, we're cutting it, we'll bring it back. We got to get our shit together. So we'll, we'll see how that rolls out and go from there. It sounds like if you're at all interested in the new PlayStation Plus stuff. Just wait, just wait. Yeah, Wait until we have more information. Wait until you know that what you're putting money towards is definitely what you're getting. Um, just wait, we've got one month. Well, a month and a half, basically. Yeah, we've um, got that. and then So, you also wanna wait, because you don't know what's available, because we also have some leaks as to what's coming on this new list yeah. of games and what's gonna be available here. Um, we have PlayStation Blacks, Classics. So we're looking at PSP and PS1 specifically are leaking online via Reddit page um, as to what's showing up on PlayStation backend servers, giving us a brief, giving us an idea of what kind of games we may see um, available. Let me see if I can pull up a quick list as to what's. I know uh, I'm personally excited about Ridge Racer 2 being on the list. Um, There's also two different worms games, you know, with little worms that, like, fight each other with the granny launcher and shit like that. And then I think there's also, like, Mr. Digger. Is that what it's called? Mr. Driller. Driller. Mr. Driller. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, Um, so the the biggest list we're seeing right now is we've got Tekken 2, Ridge Racers 2, Mr. Driller, Worms, World Party, and Armageddon, um, as as well as a slew more. um, Let me see if I can... Uh, There's an active list being updated as things come through. Now, on top of this, though, there's also almost 60 games being taken down from PlayStation Now. Um, This is being reported also via Reddit and transcribed by VGC. Um, We're seeing big titles. Most notably, we are seeing games like Akiba's Beat and Akiba's Trip, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Catherine, Metal Gear Rising, Metal Gear Solid 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, and Ground Zeroes, Silent Hill HD Collection, and six different Sonic games. Uh, Most recent ones, Sonic Forces, uh, Generations, Sonic Mania, Sonic Unleashed, Team Sonic Racing. Granted, Team Sonic Racing, we also just had free for PlayStation Plus. Sonic Uh, Mania was free in the past as well. mm -hmm. Valkyrie Chronicles Remastered, Virtual Fighter 5, and Yakuza 4 and 5. So it looks like these are all tied to uh, big publishers like Sega and Konami for the most part. Um, so it could be that PlayStation hasn't worked out an agreement with this new tier. We knew that developed conversations as to who was going to be on this and whatnot was going to have to go through publishers and have to be contract negotiations. Like what's going to be on there, how long we want it on there for, yada yada yada. And it's just leaving the games being pulled. It was expected. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone expected big games like Metal Gear coming off of it. But here we are. So, again, encouraging you to wait, see what's going to be on this list. Don't spend your money on something that you don't know it's going to be available. Let's wait and see what they release. We're only a month away from getting – or probably even shorter than that. We'll probably get some kind of list. I would yeah. imagine a week, two weeks out from the actual drop. Hopefully like a month. So letting us know like, I'm hey, I'm thinking in like two here? weeks we'll get a full list. Because uh, isn't it – isn't it like mid May when it's launching in Japan? Or is it late May? Late May in Japan. I believe the UK is, I can't remember. It's late May and then everyone this else is, is like, June. Us it's June. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like we're, we're going to get this massive list of shit soon, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have a crazy conspiracy theory involving this. All right. Um, and th- there have been some major rumors going around. And PlayStation has confirmed that they're still interested in acquiring studios. That they're still going to acquire studios. Um, A big rumor has been this idea that PlayStation is acquiring um, either Konami or um, certain IP from Konami. This has been a rumor for, like, years now. Um, But also, with Sega in the mix... We've got um, Sega and Atlas. Uh, PlayStation has a bit of, of history with things like the Yakuza games, mm-hmm. um, with uh, you know obviously Persona, things like that. I don't know. What if, I don't what think if this that... stuff is going to be all. It, it's going through some kind of weird shuffling because maybe there's like some weird renegotiating of contracts, or they're in the process of transitioning and they're going to do some big fucking thing. I don't know. I doubt we would see those things come off if they're in the process of being purchased. Because that would be weird. Well, if or they move have to renegotiate. This, you have to re, I so think they just have to renegotiate like the terms of like who gets what. And we're talking cost, who's getting paid, and dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. If it was just because, like, oh, hey, we're going to acquire you, I don't think anyone would have said, okay, take our stuff down if you're talking about buying us. That, That's weird. That's ass-backwards. I don't know. I'm just saying. In my I'm eyes, just saying, I don't think it makes any fucking sense. I, I just, I think it's interesting that those things are um, also rumored to be involved in this, whatever this next acquisition is, because they specifically said that there's going to be more acquisitions. Oh. Like they're interested in acquiring more things. And I, I think and we'll see more on the scale. The list is getting smaller. It's getting smaller. Things that are available to acquire. But I don't think we're going to see anyone as big as we've seen in the past. I think we got a lot of the big dogs out of the way. Well the I, next the next that is apparently looking to be bought is Ubisoft. Well, I don't they're yeah. not looking. They are they're being targeted and they have not discussed like they said, we're okay with it if it makes sense, which is something they've always said. They've always been target of acquisition. I believe there was something with Tencent uh, just a few years ago where they were looking to acquire Ubisoft or become a mainstay investor and Ubisoft just said, Nah, we're not interested. So I think they're always open to the idea, but it's just like does it make sense for us to do? So And even then, I think that's they're looking more third-party. I don't think we're going to see Ubisoft ever become a first-party player under anyone's umbrella. I see them getting owned by a bigger company, like how Bethesda was with Cinemax. But that's how I see that. I think PlayStation has acquisitions on, but it'll be smaller fish, in a sense. Yeah, and that's kind of how they've been going, too. Mm -hmm. Especially like just acquiring people that they have previous relationships with. Yes. Um, But I think that's why, personally, I feel like that's why Konami makes so much sense. I mean, Konami does make sense, but I think Konami also trying to get out of, they're not as focused on the video game space as they used to be. It makes less sense to buy them up unless you're going to buy, like you said, specific IP. Finally, in the midst of all of this stuff going on with the new PlayStation Plus, PlayStation has set up a new game preservation team this is coming from VGC. I'll go ahead and read it here. Garrett Fredley, who previously been working as a build engineer for Canadian mobile developer Kabam, has now joined PlayStation as a senior build engineer. It sounds like a bunch of made-up <laughs> words. <laughs> Kabam! Celebrating his new employment, Fredley posted a message on his Twitter and, and LinkedIn page, expressing his excitement at joining the new preservation team. His tweet reads as, Today is my first day as a senior building engineer for PlayStation, working as one of their initial hires to the newly created preservation team. Game preservation was my first career passion. It was my first ray into the world of software engineering slash dev ops into, and into a world that so many are unaware of. I was just a novice back then, contributing in a way uh, I could regardless of my inexperience. Now I'm back to it. No longer the novice I once was. And then he get some things. Um, he previously had worked with for EA between 2016 and 2019, where he solely led the preservation efforts of the FIFA franchise, resulting in the complete archival of multiple titles. And that time frame is where we saw, game, where we saw the services of EA Play coming to fruition. Um, and then this has come out, again, this is a month after Sony announces its new PlayStation Plus subscription model. Um, so I think this is him looking at, I, I, it's good news. I think we're just more on along the lines of looking at games that aren't accessible currently in the PlayStation library and how we can make them accessible. And that's basically the entirety of the PlayStation 3 library. Uh, In in a sense, I'm not saying, it's not that they're inaccessible, it's just they can only be streamed Um, what's there. I think we're looking more at some, we've got PSP games that never made its way over to the digital storefront. Um, we've got PS2 games and PS1 games that were never made available in that, in that case. So I think we'll see more surprise classic titles in that vein start making their way. We'll, and I think we'll just start seeing lump sum franchises like, hey, all of this franchise is now available on the PlayStation Plus subscription. All of this big thing here. So all of this developer that's no longer around but released great first party memorable titles are now here on PlayStation Plus. I think that's what we're going to see. I don't think we'll see any changes as to how the model's done, right? Like, it's still early days. They told us that PS3 games are going to be streamed only for right now. It's going to be like that for a hot while unless they get a massive influx of cash from these subscriptions. Um, And then they can afford to do that backwards compatibility mapping um, Mm -hmm. that the beast of the PS3 was. So that's my my take on that. That's how I see it happening. I'm uh – I'm actually pretty excited about this because I feel like PlayStation has the most like legacy titles that I'm interested in personally. Um, like genre defining uh, history making titles, um and even like weird shit, like uh, LSD, the Dream emulator on PlayStation <laughs> one. Um, that was like a fully randomly generated acid trip of a game and uh, and like there were only like a a very limited number of copies available released only in japan um and i think a game like that would um i think it would it would mean a lot to people it it, it being available um (laughs) (laughs) what a game like lsd would mean a lot to people it, it's a fucking cool game. And, like, it, it was way ahead of its time. I'm not saying it'll be, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. No, I mean, so I feel like <laughs> that's a game that's kind of been lost to history, uh-huh. but it was important and it was innovative. And I think in today's modern environment where people are streaming games and they're playing weird stuff and people like stuff that's, like, a little bit spooky and, and kind of strange, I think that a game like that could kind of get, revitalized in a sense mm-hmm. it can get the attention that it should have gotten um and there's so many games in playstation's library that are like that um more recently we've got you know like puppeteer like that game was getting perfect scores across the board uh, it was absolutely amazing but because it came out at the tail end of the ps3 lifecycle, nobody played it and it was on ps3 so nobody played it uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, because you know the PS4 kind of just stole the thunder. Uh, yeah, everyone was PS3 waiting. For... Everything was waiting for the next-gen console. They've been talked about for forever. So. Yeah. So like it, from from PS1 all the way to PS3, I feel like there's so many amazing games, and not only for them to be made available, which I feel like he has experience working with EA Play. Uh, it, it makes sense. It, I feel like that's a a pretty good translation over to you know the PlayStation. Plus mm-hmm. services uh, but also just having these games either emulated or available in a digital format um, archived something I, I think that it's important um and uh, i i just really want to see these games again like these games that are just kind of lost you know what about like einhander you remember that one no it's like a side one scrolling hander huh what do you shoot with one hand no, I, I think it's I think it's Einhander. Well, Ein is one in German, and so yeah, I don't I don't remember. He's don't got one hand. Was. But anyway, so there's like games like that. There's also um, Polyphony Digital made an on-rail shooter. It's their only non-racing game that they ever made, and it was a technical marvel. And nobody played it. Nobody played it. It actually released um, in the West as well but it just kinda got overshadowed by things. Um, but like, we just have these, all of these historical games from amazing, even current PlayStation first party studios that are just lost. And so I, I would love to see those make some sort of a comeback. So this, this is exciting to me uh, on a personal level. I think we're just gonna see big franchises that have not been able to be played in a long time, or like if someone wants to binge an entire catalog for a certain series, they now will eventually have the ability to. And that's where we're gonna go first. Get that out there, and then, well, maybe we'll get the random. Like, oh hey, LSD, a hey, Einhander's here. I I hope that we get those kinds of things because I think those kinds of things are um, they're important for the industry. I think. So, yeah, definitely is. Especially when Nintendo acts as the whole goddamn eShop on one of their best consoles ever. But you know, it's fine. Not salty. Whoa! Do you see that kind of like motion blur happening? Yeah, I have no I idea, but I on. love yeah. it. It's great. It gives a cinematic feel. I think it's because something's <laughs> fucked up. Ah man, we're golden. <laughs> I don't even know if that's what everybody else is. We're fucking pony boy right now. You know what I mean? And with that cinematic presentation, let me give you the best outro we've ever had, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Dual Sense is a PlayStation podcast where we can give you our two cents. On all Things PlayStation. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to support the show and help us grow with a huge level of love, head on over to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate. If you want to have something on the show, you got a question for us, you want us to say something wacky, you want us to do something wacky, head on over and shoot us an email at gmail.com, or you can go and follow Stephen at tweetntf on the Twitter tweeter. This show has been brought to you by Pepsi Nitro. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It has been. We're either gonna be sponsored by them or we're gonna be sued by them. We're gonna be sponsored by them. (laughs) Ain't nobody else talking about this shit. Come on. That's true. That's true. Nobody's talking about nitro. No, we we ain't talking talking about nitro. nitro. We talk about nitro all goddamn day. You want to know the sugar content? I'll tell you. All of it. It's great. But until then. Thanks for tuning in. Love, love, love. Have a good night.